hall of faith and all the folks that are mentioned there. And they didn't know their names were going to be written. They had no idea the degree of their own uh, aspect of being crucified for Christ. But Christ was with them. The Spirit of Christ was there with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Caleb, all of them. And, and, and that's, uh, that's part of the mystery. And, and I... Uh, the mystery of the lamb slain is something that it's a mystery to the was a mystery to the world but it's not to you uh, today you know that the word the the purpose and the founding of the earth is caught in Christ and the cross and if you haven't seen it or you know if you're younger and just looking and have had to go through the arduous task of service after service and openings after openings. Sometimes I get that from people. Well, I say, well, where's your notebook? I've had a notebook for five years. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. But the truth is, the, this morning, uh, through this crowd, there are sons and daughters of the Most High that uh, if their lives were written uh, they would be shocked. And we've all been surprised by the goodness and, and to, to really get in, into our minds that, that we have a life to live in that's a miraculous spiritual provision by God himself for all those that are born again and can't be unborn. And I emphasize that. You don't have to agree with it. But there's so much evidence. There's so much of a, just a um, continual awareness of God's care for us. And so we, we come together like this. And, and you know, I... <laughs> the meaning of your life is the lamb slain. That Christ, that aspect of the mystery, in you, it is a mystery. And you will look at it. But, and it's a mystery that that you know about, if, if you know it. And it can't be taught. You, you can't do this with scripture or sermons. And, and that's the painful thing about preaching. You see, after a while, you recollect that, that some don't connect. And people you love don't connect. I've had students and individuals that come and go, and people among us who can't get this. They will never get it unless they get it from the Spirit of God. And, and he's the one who has sought you, bought you, and will care for you all the days 
of your life. And I want to look at um, uh, something today. And, and we've heard this a great deal. And I, I uh, the last song, I, I thought I would cry. I just, you know, because the Spirit of God I and mean, the praise is wonderful when, it, when we go to the heart of what God is and we, you know, we don't go on and on and on because we have before, because we're caught in some thing that's our tradition. You know, I got tired of people saying, oh, you're worshiping, oh, the praise is so. Yeah, well, yeah. You can take the good things of God and beat them into the ground, which you know. Uh, because this isn't habit, it isn't tradition, it isn't organized by any way. God knows I was sitting up there this morning thinking about you and me and what we're going to do here today. And I thought, you know, please don't ever credit me with finding this place. I didn't want to be here. I wanted to see, I wanted the beauty of uh, Juno or some of that. I went over here and saw this rattle trap place and all that junk that was here and I said, not so fast but uh, I was walking with elders and I'm thinking you know <laughs> of some of them now Jack was up here with me Jack didn't yell or anything he said well I think it's God and sometimes those soft spoken people with deep roots shut you up quicker when no no this is what we should do I don't, I don't really listen to yelling and controlling but Jack says, well, I think the elders believe that, Bill. And so, you know, I had to land, and Richard took me off a beautiful spot. Anybody ever been to the Kenai Peninsula? You know? Huh? Anybody been? How many have been there? Ever take your breath away just looking across, you know, up the East Road, and you see Kachemak Bay? It's magic. It's like diamonds and, and the glory of God. And uh, that's what the natural man wants, and that's what I wanted. Kachemak Bay or Juno or uh, the Huna area. I waited around. God bless Jack, he did too. How much older was Jack than I? Does anybody do the math? He was born in 1930. Yeah. <laughs> he was older than I was, and I, thank God, I, I love Jack, didn't you? I will see him again. Don't, I don't want to get into some lingering bathos here. But let's get to these things across. And you're already you're, too, you're not listening fast enough. I can feel it. And, and John 5.30, I'm going to go fast here because you know these things. I can do of myself nothing. Let's get it clear. We should have, and if we haven't, let's get it and repent and get it down. You cannot do this. These wonderful things that God has invited you in, he told you, okay. He didn't tell you right away because we were trying to do it. How many people were overdoing it? Don't raise your hand. It's embarrassing. I'll do this now. Get out of my way. Uh, my father who has given them to me talking about the people is greater than all. And these people who try to make Jesus and God the same weren't listening. He's greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. That's good. 
Uh, I have come down from heaven. Here's another one. Not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And that ought to be clear. Uh, every school kid ought to hear that enough that he knows and can walk with the understanding he has to be dependent on God. We should have gotten it. I should have gotten it a long time ago. In Leviticus 23, it says, unless you, you know, humble yourself, you're cut off. Because there's, there's no traction. And I don't think they, that God meant there you're going to hell or anything. I, I just think it's very clear. This morning, you are stuck in the side of the road uh, in a snowdrift, four flat tires, dead in the water, you know, going through tradition if you were trying to work these things that God is doing to you. Because he is doing stuff. He's, he'll leave you alone if you say, leave me alone, which is very painful. Oh. When you say, I don't need this. I stopped saying, I don't need this. Uh, even when I wanted to say, I don't need this. I had to kind of... <laughs> because you feel like, haven't we had enough? You look around. I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. There it is again. Unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does these things, the son also does in like manner. You've heard it said, another one. I say unto you, I go away and come again to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I go unto the father. My father is greater than I. So the connective tissue of this yoke that you and I have been given, which is wonderful, is that we have God who was in Christ reconciling the world. We have God bringing us to the fullness of the stature every day if we want it. You know? And I, are there days off from God? Don't answer. Do, have we taken days off? Have we said to ourselves, well, I deserve a day off today? Yeah, we have. Because we absolutely don't really trust that he has a better way than we do. And, and since we can't do it, we need to say, God, it sure looks like a, 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 a ugly thing of garbage. Now, honestly, uh, <laughs> Maybe I could pick on my wife a second. I don't think if Betty and some of the girls had landed up here in the early days that we would have gotten here. I mean, we would have, or if we got here, we would have a lot of domestic difficulty. Is that a nice way of putting it? Do the girls influence us? Don't, don't say it, guys. If I said all the guys who think the girls influence stand, some of you wouldn't have the courage to stand because you know it would take you a week to work it out. <laughs> but what I want to get into today, and, it, and it's kind of painful to not be able to do this. I've been a doer 
My mother told me to be a doer, you know? And the jobs I had, I do it. You have to do it. And uh, I, I just want to, there are some things we can do, and I want to touch on them, and I'm sure I won't get them all. But, but I don't think it's worth uh, If we, if we don't come to a place where, where we see that we get to do this. And I've said this before, it is not a coercive uh, death march. It's a death march, but good things come from it. And, uh, one of the things that, that we need to see, and, and, and maybe the teachers will go over this more, but when God birthed you out of your Adamic stage where you were useless for anything except natural things, because you could do a lot of things, and some of you won't hear this right off, Perhaps you'll go your way and try to do a lot of wonderful natural things. But they'll just be natural things and they won't last. And, and don't we want something that will last? Yes. You know, I, I love that big guy at Pennsylvania, the, the coach there. Uh, uh, he, you know, and he had a statue, and they took his statue out. I remember him losing a game, and somebody said, the reporters came up and said, well, what, what happened? He said, what happened? They're just better than we are. You know, and he was a great coach there. But, you know, all, all the things of the natural realm are going away. If it isn't Christ, it will not last. Because everything in the mind of God is to surround and build a family of those who come to the fullness of the stature of God himself. And you sit here again, let me tell you again, it's a good thing. Don't worry about what you don't have. I mean, it's not a good pitch here because we're doing very well financially. But the truth is, if we were, if we were really... Uh, down to a dollar or two dollar um, love offering. Let me tell you, you all sit there as inheritors of everything that God has for those who loves him. This is where you are. So don't ever think that you know, you're in poverty even if you don't have shoes or even if you're shuffled here or you have to go before a firing squad or what's ever ahead. Because I know a little piece of history, there are times, and I think in this, right now, the world is being unraveled like a, a cheap onion. And it's God's doing, and I haven't adjusted to the degree of it that I would like to. You know? And only God can bring you there to the fact that you know you have hope in this. Anyway, the line of demarcation means a line. When you use the word demarcation, it's a, it's a line. Now, I thought about it today. If, if the area between those who were born of the Spirit 
and can live in a heavenly realm and you have been manifested into the kingdom. You know, we argued over that about five years ago. There's no change. There, 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 was, a, there was a discussion, and I'm sorry that Bobby isn't here now, because <laughs> we went head to head with the circumstance. You don't have to know all the details, but you have been changed. You aren't who you were. Now that may not be true for some who haven't been born again. But it's a clear line, and I thought, my God, wouldn't it be one? If the line were an electric fence, which I've always hated, uh, a barricade, something that surrounded us, uh, it would be easy. But you have passed from death to life. You are alive in Christ. And, and that is only to the degree that you wish to be, that you desire to be, that you ask for, if you please. It isn't magic. It's not going to roll onto you uh, just by sitting and under services or praising. And my, you know, I was so tied to my guitar in the early days when I first came into Christ. And it was wonderful, and God visited me. But after a while, my daughter's point was true. Dad, don't you think God gets tired of those four chords? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I did too after a while. They weren't bringing me anywhere. And you're not going anywhere with all your experience, with all that you've read, all that is in your, in your mind. It is not until God puts it there by the cross. All right. Um, it's a line of demarcation. You're already in the heavenlies. And um, if you don't exercise it and you don't believe it, it's a big deal. It, it really is. 500 people's carcasses were, were stopped. I don't think they went to hell. But I think they stopped growing and God made a, he, that's quite an exclamation mark to drop 500 people who had received all of his blessings for 40 years and still didn't trust him. Okay? Turn with me to John 12. Uh, this is helpful and it has to do with growth. I don't, I don't think we should ever preach to God's people unless we're talking about how to get there. John 12, 24. Except a grain of wheat fall into the earth and die, it, abided, it abideth by itself alone. But if it die, it beareth much fruit. Now, that, that is something we've heard and heard and heard, but it's not enough. <laughs> there, there comes a time when we absolutely say today, whatever you have for me, Lord, I'm going to die. The, the, the progress that you make 
will be definitively commensurate with the degree that you offer willingly. But even offering willingly and God gives a direction doesn't mean that you're going to do it. You can still stall. And I don't, I, I, I cannot tell you the degree of, I know that he's there to help. He's there to, to, uh, to show. But I, I just don't believe, unless we're in a, a critical, critical time, that God um, forces the issue. I, I just, I, I, I don't think uh, our Heavenly Father, I think he'll use a, a variety of helpers and all that. Listen to this. I, I know, I always go back to, what was that guy's name that uh, was swallowed up by a whale? Because he wanted his own way, yeah. He kind of missed, you know. God did want him to go to Nineveh. I think that's fairly clear to me. It seems to me, I mean, as I read it and reread it, uh, he, he was a wonderful individual but you know how wonderful any of us are and how good we've been, God still is going to get his way. Uh, we, we, that was a good place for you to say, oh God, <laughs> or help me. All right. He that loves his life shall lose it. And here I'm talking about impossible things that you can't do on your own. And if you try to do it on your own, you'll fail and just be a religious nut. I, I'm unhappy to say that we've all been religious when we've snapped and quoted some scripture like we were drawing a gun that was going to do something. and It was just like a cork gun coming out in a kid's gun. It doesn't reach its destination unless God is sending it. Okay? And he that hates his life in this world and folks, please please don't let this go by you like a, like a fastball at 102 miles an hour by Nolan Ryan or somebody. Take it. Say, God, I can't. I don't want to. I should. Please help me. And he will. I stand here today in the midst of some of these crucial, um, you know, it's like today, today, today. Well, today is the now. It's the now moment. No. Uh, the guys are playing games, you know, Putin is playing a game, we're playing a game. Are you? Well, I'm, uh, we'll kill, we won't. We'll kill, we won't. We won't. Nobody knows. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that God knows when you are going to hear him and do what he says 
and he knows the condition of your nature and what it will take for you to be worn out with you. I, I preached a good, I mean, I had a lot of folks say, gee, that was really a good word down in, at, at your place, Owen. I preached, uh, are, you, are you sick of yourself yet? And uh, I thought, you know, because I had, I had a, some good rational reasons to be sick of me. But I found out, you know, you, you're sick of yourself one day, but there, you, there that self comes up surfacing again, you know, like a, a submarine that can't be put away. So hear this for your sake. It's the continual going and telling God. I love my life. You say I should hate it. I can't do what you have asked me to do. But I want you to show me and, and cloud this ridiculous soul of mine that would absolutely be obstinate against the the maker. I'm the clay. I can't get this thing straight. I keep thinking that maybe I, I have a lot to do with the making. And I don't. And neither do you. You cannot help and you cannot blame. You know, these, I know I've seen mothers, you know, at times and, it, and it's, it's kind of, you know, the, they'll rush off with their children and, you know, gag them or hide them because you know, mothers, you didn't do this. This was a work of God to work you over, to see what you have done to God on the way. It's not something you can do anything about. You don't blame yourself for your offspring. And you don't congratulate yourself for how wonderful they are. Wonderful today, there'll be something else tomorrow. Somebody say amen. amen. We know that. That's why I keep saying I'm an expert on child raising. I've been a child so long. I mean, my God, if I don't know by now, I'll never know. And people ask me. So here we are. And I want to go to 1 John 2, and this is painful. If this feels good today, I'm sorry. That wasn't my prayer. But it should, you should have an exit from you. God has given you an exit. I mean, you know, I used to sit in a town theater and, you know, somebody said, hey, let's go see this movie on such and such. And I, and I hate uh, uh, scary movies. I mean, like somebody being in a coffin and, and he's alive, they bury him. Oh, my God, I don't, I don't see that stuff. So in the town theater, I'd go to the exit. I want out. I want out of here. Don't want to see that. Not going to see it. Not going to think about it. When I start reading a little bit about, you know, some of the terrible Nazis I'm interested in, you know, and the Nazi hunters and what, what the uh, secret service of the, of the Hebrews is, it happens to be one of the best secret services in the world. They've got the best spy mechanism. Just read about it yesterday. But when I talk about these Nazis, Betty leaves the room, you know. I don't want to hear. don't want to think about it. That's okay, you know. I don't know what she's doing, but maybe. First John 2, verse 15. 
Please hear this and take this to heart. We all have to. Because it's about you and it's about you going forward. Okay? I'll read it. And I'll read it to you in case you, you don't have a Bible or something. He says in verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, say this out loud with me, the love of the Father is not in him. Folks, you, I mean, and please, please say this. Your connectivity and my connectivity is with God himself. And if I can't love the one who's directing, and I can't trust him, I can't go forward. I'm in a stall. And I can't love him because it says to love him. Can I love him more? No. I have to say, please, God, show me. There's so much I do. I know I love him. And I know that you're sitting here, and I'm not trying to tell any of you that you don't love God. But the issue is, if you love yourself more and trust you more, that relationship has a taint in it. I mean, it's like I stood in the altar and said, wow, am I brilliant. I've got the best-looking girl and <laughs> on campus. I don't think I'll study anymore or do anything. I'll just <laughs> live on my choices. I'm Mr. Wonderful. It didn't take long for me to find out that I wasn't <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Uh, regardless of how wonderful she was, or what, what was going on in order for me to go forward, even a natural relationship. I could not do it and cannot do it, and neither can you. You do not have a marriage if the Holy Spirit is not prominent in the give, the take, the getting up, the sitting down, all the full scope of your marriage. And marriage, is, it's only temporary. It's not going to last. It'll be over. Yeah, and I, I'm lingering here because that's where we linger. We know what we're attached to. And we're liars if we can't absolutely be separated unto God. That's the goal. It wasn't my goal. Don't blame me or, or make funny looks at me during the week. I didn't do it. I'm having enough trouble myself. But I can't live with me and pretend that my relationship is real when it is not real. It isn't real. It's half there or whatever it is. Sorry for yelling, but it kind of unravels you when you see the margins of what God requires that you can't fulfill. 
Because the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ. And that is a beautiful truth. Because you can. If you, in the nature of the new man that you're in, say, Father God, please, please, this damnable, filthy, satanic pride in me. Please, take it. Take it. I don't want anything to be a blockade, a place where I can't go forward. And uh, I'm an empty lover. <laughs> There's not a man in this place or a woman in this place who would tolerate the one that they're giving themselves to if they said, well, you know, I have a great deal of affection for a lot of my old girlfriends or a lot of my old boyfriends and I just don't think that this marriage and this one deal is the deal. I want to extend the frame and do it my way. And there's nobody here. I mean, even the most liberal of you who would tolerate that kind of marriage. But there is kind of an expectation that God will. And you know, because he's placed us, because the creature, that's you, <laughs> that's me, it was made subject to vanity. You are useless until you are connected with God himself by the spirit of truth. And so am I. God help us. God help us. Not all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is of the Father, but is of the world. And it was like the guy goes to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, well, you're a mess. You know, there's too much wine, women, and song in your life. And the guy says, all right, I'll stop singing. You know. And uh, that's just about the depth sometimes of God's men and women. There's available help. Didn't get into what you can do and but there is something you can do and should do and, and will do. But let's go to Colossians 1. Yeah, I'm looking really for one little place there, but the, in Colossians 1... Uh, Verse 10, it talks about walking worthy of the Lord that we can do by the Spirit, all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increase, increasing in the knowing of God. You increase in the knowing of God when you're in an impossible state where you've offered yourself and you're tested. That's where you increase. He will be with you. I, I don't have trouble telling people in the worst condition God will be with you. If, if there's anything you can do, please ask God for a thankful heart. Most of the tests we can't do, and he puts us there to, to see if we will trust. Oh. 
And he, 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 he says, you're strengthened with might according to his glorious power, and you are. Unto all patience that stain under long-suffering and joyfulness, giving thanks, that's the big one. Lord, I thank you because you know as awful as it is, it is God who's allowed it. There's not a bird that falls from the sky. There's not an issue of testing that, that you can, can stop. Of course, there are natural things. You can overeat. You can drink too much. Uh, uh, there are people around here that just they, they hide in work. They hide in time, thinking that they're functioning and doing something when it's not there. And that's a balance we have to pray about and work on. But look at this. <laughs> Giving thanks unto the Father who's made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light. That's good news. You, are, you have an inheritance waiting for you. When I had one uh, on a natural plane, I kind of couldn't wait to get to it. I was really happy about when it happened. I kept saying, when? You know? Oh. But listen to this, verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness, and read this aloud with me if you have it, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That line of demarcation is a line that you can't go back to. Well, you can think you can go back to it, but it's just spiritual immaturity and a lack of trust. <laughs> you don't get out of this. Well, I've had enough of this. Sorry. God holds what he makes. And he doesn't toss it lightly. Yeah, we can be miserable. I've made myself miserable doing my thing. And so have you. And some of you will continue to do that until you get so tired of you and the doing that there'll be a, an awakening. God knew. Remember, he did this in hope. He did it in hope. Not everybody moves at the same speed. I found that out early, and I, was, I thought it meant a lot. Didn't mean a thing. Speed won't do it. It's can you stay under and win your soul. And hear this, because this, I mean, you know, what's the mystery? Look, look at the, I mean, you, you, you walk down the street, you go into town, you go here, you're there, you're moving with people that are absolutely dog dumb blind because they don't know Christ. And I love what Fabian said about the guy out there. You're not hidden. You're not hidden. You show your face, you show yourself. Christ is there. And, and you get opportunities and you probably have already had them with relatives or a simple thing that happens that brings you to it. But, but look at this. You see, in verse 25, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God 
which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints. Do you get any indication, you get very little indication in the Old Testament regarding uh, Christ being in David? And I was thankful, I, I'm forever thankful for God showing me Elijah who just went off in a fire without dying and with David and how God kept working with a man who is much like all of us very normal, very much filled with himself, but nevertheless, the promise to David and to the Son of God, Jesus, you know, Jesus, Son of David. Interesting. And it was David who said down there, oh, <laughs> how blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So you don't have to worry about sin, you know. <laughs> you, the, it's not that you never talk to God about it. But let me say this again to you because you really, if you didn't get it the first time, maybe you'll get it now. You have a life to live in. If you don't live in it and you live for yourself, that's sin. I have the capacity to not honk my horn, make ugly gestures at people who try to kill me on the freeway and give signs to me and, or yell regarding my relatives that they've never met. I have the capacity to just steady yourself, Bill, just drive on, when really I'm very thankful that I don't have a rocket launcher on top of my car. God knows your nature. He gave it to you. He knew you're falling out. He knows you're falling and you're falling and you're falling. That's why you need to get this very clear in your head. Do not rejoice over me, O oh my enemy. Though I fall, I will arise. And, and you know, you need to prophesy it to yourself, those of you who, who have a, you know, maybe kind of a noodle root and are more critical of you than anything else. I didn't say this, and I've got it in my notes, and I've got to say it now, so forgive me for planning it here. It might be a good time, and it might not. But let me look at this. There's so many good-looking. Don't we have a beautiful women in this place, huh? You guys did a lousy job there, I'll tell you. That wasn't much response. What? What? Yeah, yeah, you sat there silent. <laughs> anyway, you cannot serve God. You are crippled, stuck, if you're continually looking and evaluating you. Doesn't take long to say, I screwed up today. Forgive me, Lord. You're on the floor, you get up. You fall, you fall, you fall. And, and the devil comes around and he has a very clear case. He has pictures. He has sound bites. And he has, you are no good. You are no good, baby. You are no good. 
you're not worth it. Look at all that God has done for you. You don't appreciate it, and we haven't. He's got the goods. His check marks, his red marks on our paper is accurate. But the difference is we have an attorney that says we are the, the property of Almighty God. And that you want to get. You keep looking at yourself in the mirror and you're not going to be happy. Frankly, as much as I love you, Seth, I don't know how you can stand it. But, but the truth is, when I go and look at me, I, I get a good understanding. Because it's crippling, that's why. You're not meant to do commercials on yourself. And why, why would I say that? Why, why would I know it? Because that, I was so full, of, I mean, in high school, I, I thought, this is my place, I run it. You know, I needed to go through that. It paralyzes you. If you lie in bed thinking of what a mess you are, because you could have been, you, you don't help you. Do you smell the truth in that? Isn't it a stinky time? A wretched, <coughs> clogged flow when you are thinking about you? I, I love Joe. Joe is so honest and such so, like a little kid, Joe McCord. And he, he said, Bill, you know, whenever I would read about any disease or anything that was happening, I knew I had it. And, and he, went, he went through some stuff. I should have him give his testimony sometime. And I said, no. And, 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 and sometimes that went on. I mean, he, 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 you know, I don't want to say anything hurtful because I do. I love him so much. But, you know, uh, I think I have that. I could have that. And he actually had to go to a doctor because his body wouldn't function. He had locked himself up by what he thought he had. And you lock yourself away from God if you don't trust him and don't understand. The law of the spirit of life has made you free. And that freedom should be exercised enough that you know it. All right. What's the mystery Christ in you? That's the big one. But the mystery is Christ was in, in Abraham. Christ was there when, when they talk of Cain and Abel. Christ was hovering when Abel made his offering unto God. It was there. And he's been with you in all these things. All right. We're closing now. Matthew 7. We'll close right here. I know. Some of you say promises, promises. He always says that, but never does it. 
I love it the other day when Bobby said, I'll close here, and he took about three more scriptures. Makes you feel good. You're not the only idiot in town. Matthew 7, verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? And a question out today, what are you going to ask him? Before we close here, make a request. I'll make one. Maybe, you know, <laughs> start doing the list. He isn't Santa Claus, Bill. Okay, yeah. Giving good things to them that ask him. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men do unto you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Now, interesting. Now, here's the next line. And, and could we, my recommendation, you're not listening over there, young lady, I'll be talking to you. Uh, the, the, this is vital. Get this down, because it's one of those, I can't do it. Enter you in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way, Broadway, that's what we call it. You know, that's what they, that's New York. That leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go therein. Now, let me say this. You're called to a place like this, and you're called to Christ, wherever you happen to be or live, is to be all together in your will, committing yourself to God, so am I. That's, that's what we're called to be. And, and to some degree, you, you may be disillusioned and thinking, you know, and not really understanding the plague of your own heart to the degree that there's wandering. You know, it could be. Only God knows. And sometimes the rest of us see it. And we see it in ourselves. But that, that doesn't, you know, we're not to judge it. Judge not that you be not judged. And that means they ought to have 60 days or that guy ought to not be. We, we don't have the right to judge, and yet we're full of opinions. And it's very ugly, don't you think? It's one of the ugliest things about it. And sometimes discernment can lead into that. But you are called in the straight way. And, and there's a lot of zigging and a lot of zagging. Many that are called aren't really walking or growing. And I'm not, I don't want to make an evaluation because good mothers, good fathers, nurturers don't finalize anybody. Can you, I've, I've, those of you who remember me talking about our sister, when all the eldership said she's, she's not here, she's somewhere else, we've got to say, honey, you need to leave. She came down that very morning, leaned over and said, Brother Bill, I think I have a word. She got up and preached. <laughs> it was Christ. And she had uh, one of her children here, if I remember. She got married here. She wasn't married at the time. 
Not so fast, elders. Not so fast. Because this person was settling in, and I've, I've prayed a few times for her. She's left us hiding. But I love her very much, and, but I was such a jerk. I should have, maybe should have been better off to be left in Fallbrook with the Marines chasing her. But I said, honey, you pack up your stuff. You're going with me like I owned her. Because she didn't have a dad, and her mother was very confused. And you know who I'm talking about, uh, most of you. But uh, just like I heard the, the day that we were having a memorial service for our sister, and I said, God, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. God said, I take care of my children. And I, I go back to that. I can't live there in what God said because it was good, and neither can you. We want a fresh experience with God every day as he gives it. But hear this, folks. Verse 14, many are going to go on the Broadway, slow growths. And, and I would say, I know something about slow growing. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto destruction, it leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Because straight is the way, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Help yourself to this, and, and you can tell God today, and what I'm going to tell him is, God, I know. I thought there was a lot more room me going forward, forth with you and there just isn't and that's okay because we're inheritors and we have God and his spirit that dwells within us to take us fully unto God himself God help us to believe that today and if you don't believe it talk to him See, I need, I need more of a, a tailor-made operation. And the Holy Spirit will do that. And, I, you know, what's kind of been exciting uh, is lately talking, because I've been communicating with a lot of uh, traveling ministry out there, and, and frequently someone says, I was just reaching for the phone to dial. You said it the other day. Because God is bringing his sons and daughters together in a very, very wonderful, rich way. God help us. Bow your heads. Close your eyes, children. We're in the presence of Lot, of the Lord. And he likes children. And they liked him. Father, we, we thank you for the for the mystery that is not a mystery to us anymore, but is an overwhelming uh, challenge. 
And you'd say to us, contend earnestly for the faith. And we can't contend earnestly unless we do it in you. And we, we can't uh, work our salvation out with fear and trembling, even knowing that you're within us to will and to do unless you do it. So be with us this day and, and help us through these extraordinarily difficult times and be with every last one of the folks that are on the, the cusp of, of going through today. Uh, be close to them. Give them a vigor and a peace to know that they are not lost, that you will find them even in the mystery of death where there is no death for the sons. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, great Father. We ask these things together in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay.